What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, J.H. Givens here. And we'll see. And welcome to yet another episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 89. 89 straight weeks of bringing you gems, bringing you goal-setting tips and habit-building strategies for you to live a better life. If you are joining us today and you're listening, that means you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can hear a podcast. But if you're watching our beautiful faces, it can only mean one thing. It means you're watching us on YouTube. So before you do anything else, I need to do three things for me. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So the next time you hop onto your Chromas podcast and you want to see one of the greatest episodes ever put together on this app, you will understand that the Acromas podcast will be at the top waiting for you to click on. And most of all, we'll see. It is free to do each one of those things Jay just mentioned. Hey, hey you know what? I'm going to add one more to that. Do Can it. I bring a fourth to it? Do hey, it. Make sure to share it too. Yes. Each one, teach one. That's what we're about. So let's repeat that again. If you can like our content, can you turn on that notification bell? Can you make sure that you share the gems? And what is the other one, Jay? I need you to subscribe. You know what? I was trying to trick him. I was hoping I was going to get him to just mention as well as free, even though that wasn't one of the four, but that's okay. We didn't get it this time, but make sure to do all those things, guys. We need to make sure that we are reaching people who are like-minded, who are focused on self-development. That's all about growing. It's all about sharing and caring. If you really want the world to be a better place, this is where it starts. It starts with you. Self-development is really important. And this is what we're about. And you know it by now. And if you've been here for 88 weeks plus going into the, to where we are now. So this is nothing new to those who are a long time of Chromis listeners and just supporters. Uh, but if this, if this is your first time, we want to thank you for stopping in. We appreciate your time. We understand it is valuable. It's not something we can get back. So we want to make sure it counts for you today. So thank you again. And be sure to do those things and show us some love. 100%. We'll see what a week it has been. Now, if you tuned in last week to the Chromas podcast episode, you would have seen on episode 88, DJ Bob the Wiz joined us once again. He blessed our podcast with some gems, and I hope you guys were able to write those down. I know I did. In fact, I took some action on some of those gems that he mentioned. You know, um, typically I'm a gym rat. You know, I'm always in a gym and I'm always lifting heavy. Um, and knowing that I'm getting a little bit older, my body's getting a little bit little bit older is I can feel the age coming in my elbows and knees so I knew I had to back off a little bit of my obsession that I have with exercising specifically lifting heavy um so I switched up the regimen a little bit um I I am still lifting but not as heavy as I used to I'm focusing on form I'm focusing on on each and every rep making sure that it's a complete one and I feel better right? My elbows feel a little bit better. My joints are resting a little bit more. I'm hitting a little bit more cardio than I used to. I want to be able to change it up so that I can sustain my own self over a long period of time while still allowing myself to exercise, while still giving into that obsession. I am learning to take a step back and listen to my body most of all. So if you did not get a chance to check out episode 88, pause this go there now check it out let us know what you think uh again great gems from dj bob the wiz we'll see what is your take on episode 88 man hey listen um it's always a privilege when we can have a guest on and uh i like jay mentioned i too took notes and utilized and executed it this week mm -hmm. and i can attest that it's definitely made a difference in prioritizing uh, how much uh, effort I put into certain aspects of my life, right? You want to always give the best you can, but sometimes we can overdo it and we can just push a little too hard. And I, I realized that was the case for me and it was what I needed to hear. It was the emotion, the emotional, it was the, uh, you know, the spiritual uh, hearing I needed to kind of lock some things in, uh, which has allowed me to perform better, better this week and also accommodate time for myself. Look, when you're, when you're someone like myself who have children, you know, and you're trying to manage on a day-to-day -day basis between that responsibilities with, with work and, and ventures of all kinds and fitness and keeping yourself going, you can burn out pretty quick. So uh, I realized that that was really important to, to recognize as it may be happening and to, to reevaluate, reassess, and just prioritize a little bit better. So for me, it helped tremendously we're hoping that it helped our listeners dj bob shout out to you for that uh was so we so needed to hear that mm. and um it was a great moment to reflect and uh one of my more favorite moments to be able to have a time to listen and actually put to use 
So, so thank you to, to him. And uh, yeah, happy to be here this week. And, you know, we, we feel a little bit of uh, how, how Hector has been, but if you were able to take some of those gyms and apply it, hopefully you're a little better off, you know, heading into yeah. this Sunday. 100% man. And yeah, shout out to DJ Valdez again. I think one of the beauties of what we do, we'll see, I, I know I say this every week, but we get to connect with others who are out there that are just absolutely killing the game, whatever industry they're in, whether it's in music, entertainment, um, you know, just an entrepreneur, a business owner of themselves, they are, they are in the midst of crushing it. And that's, that is the special aspect of the Acromas podcast. We are walking along the journey with our guest and today is yet another opportunity to walk along a journey um this is a, this is a very dear friend i've known since gosh middle school which is a very very long time ago i'm not going to date myself and give you years but um it's been a very it's been a very long long friendship and my goodness the the growth that this woman has had in such a very short period of time and continuing to grow now it's just absolutely incredible she is now an award-winning director and producer, a powerful Black woman in the entertainment industry, a leader, a pioneer, and a great friend. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 89 of the Acromas podcast, we want to present to you Miss B. Monet. B, welcome to the Acromas podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you for the introduction. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to blow you away. You know, that's that's what we do in the Acromas podcast. And and speaking of being blown away, I am absolutely impressed by you, B. Monet. I mean, look, Will C knows it. I say it all the time. I'm like, she is just crushing it in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. She is everywhere. I'm always like, man, where in the world is B now, right? That's a going joke because you're always traveling. You're always meeting new people. You're always growing. And it's it's absolutely amazing to see. So we want to welcome you to the Acromas podcast. And uh, we, we really want to get to know you a little bit more. At least um, our Acromas community would love to. So um, just to start us off, you know, of course, we, we know your past. We know your history. But we want to understand exactly when you knew the moment for you was that particular moment that you wanted to dive into the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I grew up watching Brandy on Moesha and loved Oprah growing up and kind of like felt like, oh, maybe I could be a journalist. So I you know, took journalism classes in high school. Um, yeah, I took documentary, took, um, what is it? Not newspaper, but I took photography also. And I was just like, I think that's where, what I want to do, like journalism. Cause it just felt like I always wanted to tell stories about like people who kind of didn't have a voice or I kind of felt like just weren't abdicated for. So that was just kind of my anchoring point. Um, I wish I had this like moment when I would like, I don't know, at this age, you know, I knew, but I knew from watching like a lot of episodes of Moesha and like Oprah, I was like, maybe being a writer and being a journalist, like it could be a thing. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so you ventured into that in your school, I, I can only assume. And then at some point while you were in school, you said, okay, this is probably the best direction for me to take. Um, I, I see where my talents are meeting my interests and I can combine those to create something special. Was that a feeling that you had on this journey? Hold on. I'm want to make sure you're not getting like other noise and things um i am home now um for a few days so i'm not sure if you can hear things or not um but i yeah no when i went away to spelman i um study abroad and went to italy and my professor was like you write like you're seeing films have you ever thought about being a filmmaker instead of a journalist. And so I did um, a documentary on Tom's shoes at the time. Mm. And then I told my black parents, like, I think I actually want to be a filmmaker and not a journalist. And they were like, what? You want to be a starving artist, girl? What <laughs> is wrong with you? You know, but I think when I applied to film school and met Spike Lee, and I was just like, oh my God, like, 
this just feels like a Cinderella moment. And when I got into NYU, that was like, to me, like that big aha moment of like, maybe this thing can really actually be a reality and not just like, you know, something that I'm conceiving of. So yeah, I think that was like the big moment for me. That's huge. And I think, you know, from at least from from what I can hear, it seems that initially uh, your parents may not have been on board with the decision that you were making. Um, did that have an impact on your journey at all in terms of you wanting to push more to prove them wrong? Or did you have any doubts and say, yeah, maybe they're right. This might not be it for me. Um, unfortunately, I think maybe I gave into toxicity in the sense of, I think that there's something about being a black American, or even if you're an immigrant and you come to this country and you have to work so hard. And so I think I kind of let that be my anchor of like being underestimated. I feel like I've been underestimated, underestimated my whole life. Mm. And so I was just kind of like, okay, these people at my film school don't think that I can do it. My parents aren't really supporting me like that, even though they're trying to be good parents, but they really don't understand what I'm doing. So I think I just kind of let all that stuff, you know, fuel me. And then I think also with being, you know, an athlete growing up, I think it was all ammunition to just kind of be like, you know what? I got something for y'all. So, you know, I got the superlative um, in film school that I was going to die in the editing room. And I kind of was like, you know what? Fine. But at least my ass is still working. I'm so I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying at least <laughs> you know, I'm still working. <laughs> That's dedication. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's crazy that you say that because. A couple episodes ago on the Acromas podcast, we did have we had a we had an episode titled "Succeed or Die Trying," and that literally speaks to what you just said. It's like I am following my passion. I love what I do. If I die doing this, I am going to be okay because I knew I chased what I wanted to do. I love what I do. I'm crushing what I do, and I'm in my own space. It makes me think about what's happening with. Tom Brady and Giselle right now in the sense of like I think with getting older even though you know I'm timeless but anyways we do get older (laughs) 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 that you know you don't live in this matrix forever and you know is it selfish you know especially with that predicament for him to go after another championship when it's like you're already well decorated you've already been this you know star-studded athlete do you should you still keep on sacrificing and I think you know I'm beginning to think about like in my you know younger years or whatever was it worth it you know sacrificing so much for this dream you know is it worth it you know what I mean because it you miss the birthdays you miss the weddings you miss people's big moments because you know you're going after this big thing in your life and so you hope that it's gonna all work out but you also don't really know because it's a gamble but I think that it's you know it's a it's a price I'm willing to pay but I also know that it you know everything just comes with a price unfortunately and it just makes me think about especially with being a black American do we get to have it all especially as a woman do I get to have the thing of like the dream, the man, the like, um, you know, partner, um, the kids, the white picket fence. Is that something that even can an artist even have that? Do I even want that? Is that also success for me? So there are all these things that kind of just um, I've been kind of permeating and thinking about a lot lately. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. But. It did. <laughs> that's, that's really deep. We'll see. I mean, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I, I, I'm just, I was just taking it in. Um, I, I think from the sounds of where you are, I, I think it's right where you need to be, you know, just kind of reflecting on it. I think it's a healthy, uh, tool in your shed to have to, to, to be willing to address some ugly things in your life that you're, you know, you're having confliction with, 
it isn't always the easiest thing to do, but I feel as though it helps build character. It helps to allow yourself to remain accountable of where you are and to just be aware. You know, it's good to be self-aware of those sort of things and to not uh, deny it. I can say personally for me, uh, I, I, I aspired in that realm as well. But again, I think it also ties into our last episode where, uh, you know, trying to find a balance and what the success look like for the individual. So, so B, I think you were right on the money with that. Um, I think it would resonate with a lot of people, but um, I, I, I feel as though the tippy scale, you, you wouldn't know either way. Right. So it, it, for, I feel, I would feel it, it depends on you as an individual, the level of measuring your success, um, your aspirations, what are you willing to give to get to that point or to, to strive to try? Because either way, you have to try. So if, you, if you're not willing to try, I, I, I would find it to be, you know, kind of a miss for yourself. It's something that you're you're always pondering on anyway. So uh, you are where you're supposed to be, as I learned in my life. You are where you're supposed to be. Mm. And it's up to you to learn and, and, and where you want to go by recognizing where you've been. And at any point in a given time, you can adjust that as you go, as you go along. So uh, I, I don't think it's a thing for us to be as harsh on ourselves about, uh, like you referenced uh, Tom Brady as an example, and that really has more to do with him than anyone else. Um, it, it does, it could it be selfish, contrary to, to, you know, each person's perspective on it, but until he's at peace with whatever that is for him, and he's felt the level of succeeding and giving his best because maybe he felt like he hasn't given his best maybe last season was like you know what this wasn't the best of me even if it wasn't great and I and I went out and it was trash I didn't give everything I had to give and and I and I'm like that in the way where if I dedicate myself and commit myself to something I got to give it everything I have before I walk away if I didn't do that then what was the point mm -hmm. so you owe it to yourself um and when it's all said and done as long as you are at peace with whatever it is, I think you win. Mm -hmm. I, I think you win. And, and it's not necessarily too much of a sacrifice. You win mm -hmm. because you had the fearlessness to try. Mm -hmm. And we got so many people that live their lives and, and don't try. And it took me so much of my life to realize that I was on autopilot and I was just existing and not living because I was trying to appease everyone else that I wasted a, a lot of my damn life. And when I got it, I just said, you know what? I'm not even mad. Thank you. That's all I said. So just something to for for to share with, you know, uh, as we're having this conversation and, and with our listeners, uh, that it's it's never too late to just kind of stop, you know, so you can assess where you are, adjust, adapt, and evolve as necessary. So that's just my take on it, Jake. No, that's that's a perfect take. That is a deep take. We'll see. And I, I appreciate you for sharing that. And and for those who are probably watching, you, you probably saw my face cringing sometimes. And it was it was only because of what you mentioned and, and be as well, what you mentioned about Tom Brady. And my fear is that he is going to get in the realm of chasing white rabbit, right? Chasing something he may never catch because I, I don't want to say his glory years are behind him. The season is still very early, but there is a lot of sacrifice in it. He's been doing for 20 plus years in the league. And, and, you know, his wife Giselle is a supermodel, one of the most famous models in history. And she has had to put her life on the shelf for a little while, of course, to be there for the kids and to support her husband. But she's like, man, I want to get back out there, too. I have something I want to chase. I have something I want to build. I have dreams that I want to capture. So, uh, yes, on one end, absolutely. I think I think Tom Brady is selfish to a point because he wants to he wants to continue to chase his purpose. But my fear is that he may not capture what he's trying to get. And I, I say that to say this, is there a point in time where you say enough is enough and I have to let go, I have to transition, I have to move on from what I'm chasing? Or do you just keep chasing regardless of the things that you're putting at risk? I know that's a pretty deep question, but it's something that, you know, at least for us here who are chasing dreams and goals and, and purposes, there are certain things that we might be neglecting. Are we, is there something that we are looking to capture that we know we have in our hands to capture? Or are we chasing something that we may never grab because we are in love with the chase itself? 
That's a loaded question. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just like oh God. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I believe in God. I know other folks subscribe to other sure. iterations of God and higher beings, but sure. I do believe that we're given certain abilities. And God would not give you these abilities to not still like to not act out. So I think it's almost as like a disservice to not really use your gifts Mm -hmm. or your skills. And it's like, also, I think there's like a scripture that says like, if you don't use your skills that basically almost like your skills become dormant. So it's just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to have to use these things. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were given to me these abilities. I think it would be a disservice. I think it comes with, I think the person myself, I have to be okay with the sacrifice and the things that come as a cost because of said dream, because of said abilities. Um, But to not go after them, I feel like that would be for me such a detrimental thing. Like I cannot imagine not going after or not being a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's come with a lot of things, you know, with overdrafted accounts, eating out of the dollar store, Mm -hmm. sleeping on people's couches, uh, sleeping on the floors, all sorts of stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm still walking in my purpose and I'm still doing the thing that, I love so much. Mm-hmm. So yes, it comes with some other things, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I can say that I'm a working director and I don't know too many people who are black male or female who can say that. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'd love for you to tell us about that challenge of, of being a black female film director I mean, just all of those three is just something that, as you said, is unheard of, um, especially in this industry. And then to garner the amount of respect that you get and to have the amount of success that you've had, there aren't many people who have been able to walk that path that you have. So as a pioneer, as a leader, and for those who are listening to the Promise podcast and like, man, I also want to follow my dream where there is no path and I have to make the path for myself. What is the one thing that you can say has allowed you to create that path that you've made? I think it's intrinsic motivation. Like Mm. you yourself, like I said, I grew up as an athlete. I still do stuff like, you know, run, cycle, whatever. So I think it's just like having this mentality of like, it's me against me. I'm not, Mm. I'm not competing against anyone. I'm competing against myself. And so I got to do this thing. I got to go after it. I got to find whatever, meaning like resources. If it's a filmmaker that you want to be and you can't go to film school, which because it's a lot of money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, let's be clear. You still got a camera on your phone. Make films that way. You got TikTok. You, You can find a way. And I think that people, especially black folks and folks of color, we're very creative. We don't have to like just take, um, I think the traditional path, we can create our own lanes because half the time, a lot of these traditional roads aren't meant for us anyways. I felt like such a pariah, I'll say in film school, Mm. you know, I didn't really feel like I fit or I belonged. Um, And even still with being a filmmaker, sometimes I don't feel like I fit in certain groups because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't do this like this person or I don't do that. And so it's just kind of like with all of this comparison, I think you have to just be like, you know what, this is who I am and coming to terms with who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a really hard thing to do right now when there's so much anti-Blackness and there's so much just hatred in the world that it's it's sometimes hard to be yourself you know mm-hmm. it's hard to go after your dreams when it's like the people around you may not even be doing that thing and now you're gonna be like doing the thing that nobody else around you is doing that's really brave you know yeah. so i think having community is so important as well mm-hmm. too 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine being in some of those classes or those rooms where you don't feel welcome, you know, where you, you feel like an outsider, even though you've accomplished what you have, you you still feel, at least you're meant to feel like you're still lower, like you're still a grade below others. And I, I mean, for you, who uh, you've been in the trenches, you've experienced this. And for those out there who are listening and are probably experiencing that now and know how that feels and know how that looks like. What is something that you've done to overcome some of the, you know, maybe it's maybe it's racist, racist comments. Maybe it's, you know, being ostracized or put aside or doubted strictly because of the color of your skin. Tell us exactly how you were able to overcome some of those adversities that, quite frankly, we can't really control. I mean. I feel like it's just funny because it's like the first film that I did in film school was about Sarah Bartman. Mm -hmm. um, it's a black woman who was paraded around uh, Europe because of her physicality. And so I already made a statement, a political statement when I first came into film school. And I've kind of just been doing that ever since. Um, when I got to New York, I started wearing combat boots. And oftentimes when I, when I direct, I still wear combat boots just because I feel like I still have to be in the battlefield you know what i mean i'm not saying woman king you know slaughtering folks you know but i definitely feel like you know i have to be girded up and so i think you know call it corny call it cheesy but i think having affirmations you know to remember who i am you know what i mean remembering some even the stories you know reminding myself of why did I want to become a, a storyteller in the first place? Um, you know, remembering I come from a rich people who may not always be rich in wealth, but rich in mindset, rich in pride, rich in royalty. And remembering that that's who I am. I'm not who these people say that I am. And I have to constantly remind myself. And I think, you know, having a small inner circle helps, you know, um, but I can't say that I've necessarily always had this, you know, beautiful film community that's just come at my aid. I think it, it'd be nice to say that I do, but I don't. And I think sometimes, you know, with being a black woman in a space that is still very white, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I think you still have to like love on your inner child and love on those activities that you loved as a child um, and not forgetting who you are and just constantly reminding yourself, who am I being inspired, whether it's going to a concert, um, you know, going to a museum. I think those are the things that help me to remember and kind of be my anchoring point. But this industry definitely isn't. Because I think that there's such a big push for like diversity and inclusion, but only 4% of Black women direct. So that should show you how little it is. And I'm not in the union as of yet. Mm -hmm. That's my choice, but that's a very small percentage. And it just makes me think about other fields and other sectors where, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be man or male or female, we're just not in those leadership positions. And I'm, I wonder how you guys also deal with that too. Like just, you know, how do you deal with maybe not seeing yourselves like, you know, in your sectors as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, how do you deal with that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, at least for me, um, you know, I, there's no, there's no secret. I am in the construction industry, you know, as well as what we do here with the Acromas podcast, but um, it is a predominantly white uh, industry and kind of where I am now, which is more geared towards home builders. It's, you know, white older men. Um, so typically when I'm going to some of the board meetings that we, we have, I am, I mean, in the minority to the nth degree. Um, but I've learned over the years to truly believe in myself know what I bring to the table, have confidence in how I how I move, how I walk, how I speak. Um, and I don't let anybody get to me. Uh, and it took it took years to get to that point because um, before, you know, when you're getting into an industry, even after schooling, like it's just different, right? You got to learn on the fly. There are certain things that they just don't teach you in school. Um, and, you know, some of the things that 
I, I felt earlier on was more, I was put more in a position to sink or swim, right? No handouts, figure this out yourself. Um, if you don't, Hey, you're out of here. If you do, all right, we'll, we'll find the next challenge for you to conquer. Um, so that, you know, that, and that athletic mentality, I know both you, you know, B and we'll see, we, we all have, um, I'm, you know, I'm always that underdog. That's the type of mentality I have. So I'm like, I'm going to rise regardless what is in front of me. I'm going to push through the barriers. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm obsessed with succeeding and I will get what's mine. So having that type of mentality in anything that you do, any industry that you're in, whether you're the minority or the majority, you just got to keep pushing. Um, so yeah, I mean, now I, I have all the confidence in the world with what I do. I, we actually just had my, uh, my review today and it was, it was as well as I knew it was going to be because I'm just that confident in what I do. So I wasn't expecting any less than that. Um, and we, we ourselves, we are, we are, uh, our worst critic, right? We're our own harshest critic. Nobody can tell us, you know, to, to, ship up and shape up and all that stuff more than we can for ourselves. So um, there's nothing, there's nothing that can, can get to us. Honestly, I think that's just the the mentality we've had going into this. We'll see what, I mean, what are your thoughts there, man? How do you feel? I mean, I share the same Testament to both of you. Um, very similar. Uh, I think for me, what, what I've really taken into effect to, to kind of sum that up is just maintaining my individuality mm -hmm. um, and just coming into that and what it, what and learning myself learning really who i am i think a lot of the times we all just go and we don't take the time to really learn what learn about ourselves and learn what is it inside that drives us you know when it's all said and done do we have what it takes to to be the best version of ourselves for us first because if i'm not the best version of myself for me i can't be anything for anyone else and i think um that falls on in line with a lot of aspects of life that we encounter. So with work, uh, same with me, uh, I'm in the software in, in industry. Uh, before that prior, I was in business banking for, for a long time as well, as you know, Jay. Uh, and and it, the it's, it's interesting that I'm mentioning that because I can make the comparisons of how I was then where I got to the top of my field in the business of banking, but I just didn't love what I was doing. Um, and I was trying to appease everyone else transitioning into the software industry and and recognizing in both you know fields but more primarily in the software industry you, you really don't see too many people that look like me let alone to, to hold the position that I, I hold and I was just promoted myself actually this I think last week right. uh, so thank you thank you appreciate it um but it's a it it, it is a true testament to um learning how to stay true to myself um and sometimes in life you're put in positions where your back is against the wall and you have no choice but to learn what you're made of and you fight and you fight like hell. Mm -hmm. And I, I I realized for myself that I've always been been that sort of a person. I've had to fight for everything I've ever received. I've been taking care of myself since I was 14. Um, and I've been a fighter since in every aspect of the word. And a lot of the times we get so fixated about what we don't have that we don't recognize the success and the wins and the stepping stones along the way. We don't we don't give ourselves enough credit for it so that we can acknowledge and know what we have in us and what we can do. So I, I feel as though if you can focus more on that, it'll help with making that peace for yourself. And something be said, I love. And you know that, Jay, and I'm huge about that is my affirmations. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been part of my transformation, mm -hmm. uh, it's my mantras. And I recited, I shared, I've had conversations with numerous of people because it works. It matters. You matter. You're investing time into yourself. Look, there's 24 hours in a day. You stress it all the time. You carve out some of the time for you, yeah. uh, especially, especially when you're having the moments when you're fighting that adversity that mental fortitude you need to just strengthen to get you through the day when you feel the to me when you feel defeated and you feel like you're losing is when the most work is happening because you can't always feel like you're winning all the time so uh that's where the gut check and accountability and all those things come in and uh yeah i i just really agree with both of you and um you learn to to develop a can-do attitude like when you feel like you've experienced certain things in your life where you just didn't know 
up from down, left from right. You didn't know if there would be a tomorrow, not that we know, but you didn't know how you was going to get to it. And you're here today. You're a fighter and you need to give yourself more credit and don't wait for anyone else to do it. So in my field of what I do, I don't judge the merit of what others tell me my level of success is and how well I'm performing. it. If I'm good with what I'm doing, I know I'm damn good at it. I know I'm going to be the best at whatever I do. I don't waste time for it because I don't need that because it's all about facing that person in the mirror, facing myself. And if I could do that and succeed knowing that I've conquered the best version of myself today, hell, I won. That's it. And if I see tomorrow, God willingly, we're going to get at it again. Round two. So that's my approach to life. That's how I live my life. Um, and I recluse when I need to work on those affirmations and I need to apply it to my life because sometimes we leave ourselves out there and things get sporadic and you get lost in the mix and you forget who you are yeah. and that's the problem. So take that moment to stop, reassess where you are and you're going to be fine, man. Just mm -hmm. set your expectations to what you know you're capable of and push further than that and you'll always win. You'll win because it's for you. I can't set my measurements for B or J's level of success. We all have our own paths to walk, but uh, we learn from each other. We take tools and learn how to develop it ourselves, right? I would rather you not do it for me, but me learn something from you so that I can know how to do it and then pass that and those gems on to my children, right? So that's just life. Um, and I think from the sounds of it, we are all like-minded individuals. You're watching this podcast right now. You're still in. You're like-minded with us too. So you are learning and growing as well. So that's just my take on it. Man, never forget who you are. I think I think that's absolutely powerful. And, and be as an artist, as yourself, I think that in everything that you do, all the pieces of art that you create, a little bit of yourself is put into that. And you're able to see that on the big screen. You're able to, to direct it in a way where you're like, yeah, this is exactly the story I'm trying to tell. So what I'd like to ask you now is what was the best project, the most rewarding project for you to be a part of to date? Oh, man, that is so hard. <laughs> I think I think I've always been kind of been trying to get back to this place. Um, it's funny, I was texting with a classmate um before we um got on, and um he was talking about the short film that I did, and it's called Queen. Mm. Um, and it's about a woman who unfortunately was sexually assaulted, but she uses rap um as her outlet to express her pain. And so basically she comes out in this big moment, in this big aha moment. Um, you know, in front of lots of people and she raps about something that you feel like, wait, what? Like, you know, so that's that moment doing that project is still very important to me. Um, it was surrounded by a village of love. And I think I've just been trying to mimic that ever since and trying to find people who just like have my back like that and like also will work on things, not just the project that we're creating, but like just have a tribe mentality. And it's just been really challenging for me because I'm just so big on community and it's been just very hard to find it. I don't know if it's, you know, with other people that I've found along the way who also want to direct or whatever. But yeah, I would say Queen though. Mm. Um, going back to your question though. That's that's powerful. I remember, man, Queen, Queen was quite some years ago. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. I was hyped. I was like, let's go, B, you got it. Let's go. And you're absolutely right. Look, we we understand, we'll see, and I understand the importance of community, you know, building the Acromas community of like-minded individuals who are looking to find their purpose and we're here to help them do that. I think that's that's absolutely powerful. And and B, I know you have a very powerful community. I've over the years I've seen some people that you've been able to shake hands with and meet and grow with. Spike Lee, you mentioned, but I know Queen Latifah's in there. Reese Witherspoon is in there. Janet Jackson is in there. You have met some heavy hitters in the industry. And, you know, sometimes, the well, the old adage is you never want to meet your heroes, right? But 
I want to I want to ask you now, out of everyone that you have been able to meet in the industry to date, who is the most inspirational person for you? I love Queen. Mm. I love she is. She's exactly who you think she's going to be and even more. Like she's just this big radiant sun um, that comes into the room and she has all the energy. She has all the charisma. Um, I've been lucky to have, you know, conversations with her. Um, and like, you know, one of the first conversations, I just, I think I was also just like floored with how down to earth she is because sometimes you think like someone who's like that famous and like all these people know you, like they're going to be, I don't know, you know, kind of like a prude or stuck in the mud, but that was not her at all. She was telling me and um, the other filmmaker because we won um, an initiative through the program that she created um, that she's still very much grounded in spirituality. And like when she gets up in the morning, she's still very like, you know, she thanks the creator and, you know, says her intentions and still like just having gratitude. And I just, I don't know. I just love the fact that she's so humble, even though she doesn't have to be. And I think stuff like that just like kind of just stucks, like sticks with me because I feel like no matter how many people know your name, you know, you just never know how much impact you can have on people. Like, I mean, I'm talking about her and the first time I met her was like three years ago, but she still has an impact on me. And, you know, I saw her earlier this year, but she's still, still the same. You know what I mean? Like, and I love that. So no, that's huge. And that, I mean, look, that's, that's great to hear. I, I, I can't speak for we'll see, but I am a big queen Latifah fan. So it yes, is that is I yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome to hear because you know you're you're absolutely right you know sometimes you may see people behind the screen or you know what i'm saying and you don't necessarily know how they are off screen or you know just in in regular day in life so it's it is absolutely incredible to hear that she's as down to earth as she seems to be uh which is which is absolutely awesome and i know be you 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 are a world traveler i know i've said it before i'll say it again you you're an inspiration you're a pioneer you're a leader and you're still killing it in the game but we do want to hear and our chromis community wants to hear what is next for b monet what is next what is next is i'm going to portugal for mm. my birthday that's mm. one so i am traveling as you say i'm always here yeah. and there and it's, you know, to be transparent, it's been a very challenging year. It's been a, a year of rebirth for me, like a dying of the old self so that the new self can come into fruition or into being. And it's been really hard. It's almost like an ego stripping. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like everything that you thought was going to make you happy or this is the life that you thought it's like a stripping and a dying of self. So I'm going to Portugal to kind of just give myself, go back and retreat and give myself the love that I feel like has just, whew, it's been, it's been rough. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of projects, I'm working on a long form documentary. Hopefully you guys will see it sometime soon um next year you know so keep me in your thoughts and mm. your you know wishes prayers all the things because it's a lot doing a feature documentary you know I think the thing is people don't realize like films take so much work and so much time like it's not just you know seeing something in a little box and you know you just had a camera and you just had some actors this is a documentary so it's real people but it's still challenging. You know what I mean? You still got to get the people. You got to light them. You got to put some makeup on them. You got to make sure that they feel comfortable, you know, talking to you about stuff that's very deep, you know, like, and I always take it very seriously because, you know, someone doesn't have to, especially in documentary, they don't have to tell you their life, you know, like it's very vulnerable to be exposed like that you know and to have it on record you know so try to be sensitive around that but yeah that's the project I'm working on right now it's kicking my ass but it's gonna be okay yeah 
Yeah. He's got this. Uh, got no, you're going to kick yes. your back. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I don't know. What about you guys? What are you guys working on? 89 hey yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i mean it's, it's it, you're absolutely right it's been a challenging year and you know to be honest it's been a challenging 89 episodes you know it's i think i think every week getting to this point is difficult but once we're in it it is magical i mean as you mm -hmm. see these lights come on we start riffing we start going we start building up each other we start we start we're able to see exactly who we are and even before we hopped on here we, we told you like you you were going to learn a lot about yourself on this episode. And it seems like going through it, you have, you know, I think the next, of course, for us, you know, we're, we're closing in on episode 100. We have a lot of great, amazing things planned for that. And, you know, we're continuing to build our community. We're building the Acromas fitness side and of course the Acromas podcast side. And we're, we're still learning a lot about each other. We're learning a lot about the industry. So there are different connections that we are, are looking to make to those out there so we can continue to build this great word and uh, continue to spread the message as we are. Yeah. I was going to say, well, you know, if you ever need a director, you know, you know exactly for fit, you know, for one of your commercials, you know, or like, uh, yeah. hey, you know, I'm out here. <laughs> We know exactly who to call. We know exactly who to call. And, yeah. and in, in terms of calling, I know, gosh, I, I know people in our community, they're going to try to call you. We're not going to give out your number, obviously. But I know there is a way that I'm sure we can reach out to you. Could you uh, let us know exactly how we can find you? Yes. On Instagram, I am direct her, the pronoun, and then my stage name, B Monet. Um, and then on Twitter, uh, be Monet worldwide. You can reach me, reach out to me on either of those. And I will, 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 will take it from there. But yes, yes, I would prefer online interaction, you know. <laughs> so. 100%. And, and before, before we do say bye to our, our community here, I know we have, we have both men and women who listen to your Chromas podcast and all all shades of colors. Um, but to those uh, that we're speaking out to now, specifically our, our people of color out there who are struggling to make it in their own industries or struggling to make it as entrepreneurs or in business in general, they might be dialing themselves right now, but I'm sure listening to this Acromas podcast episode, they're like, man, I've got a fire in me now, but I, I need to be able to push through. I need to be able to build. I need to be able to hold on to this confidence that I'm feeling right now. B, we want to ask you exactly, what is one piece of advice that you can give to our listeners who are tuning in right now to this Acromas podcast and hearing the gems that you are giving out? What is a piece of advice you can give to them in order for them to carry this along with them and act on some of these gems that you've been delivering? Oh, gosh, you love to ask the hard question. <laughs> I see, even at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I better say something really well. Um, I, gosh, there's so much that I could say. But what comes to mind is you're all that you got. And in the sense of like, because you're all that you got, you got to give it everything. You don't want to look back on your, you know, dying bed or whatever, like, you know, at the last years of your life and be thinking like, oh, man, I wish I really would have given it my all when it came to that. Whether it's a relationship, a dream, a startup, whatever, like you don't want to end up having regrets. Like, I don't know if rebirth and reincarnation is a whole thing, right? So if we only get this one life to be here, you got to give it everything you have. And, you know, what is it? Malcolm X says, by any means necessary, by any means necessary, you have to complete the task. All hands on deck. Um, you know, we're living in, you know, age of Aquarius or whatever. So it's like you have enough resources at your disposal. You can go to the library you can research, you can get on TikTok, you can go on YouTube. So I just feel like even if you don't know anyone who's doing the thing that you're so adamant about doing, 
you have enough resources that you can put yourself out there and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, like I was telling you recently how I still haven't made a TikTok, right? Um, of myself talking and I got to get past that because, you know, you just never know who you might, who you might save, who you might help. And I think that's um, reason enough to put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. I love it because that is literally trying to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? It's putting yourself in a position where you know you have no choice but to succeed. So you have to keep pushing, you have to keep growing, and you have to keep building. Like we are building this community of like-minded people here. And we want to thank you again, B. Monet, for joining us in the Acromas podcast. You are officially a part of the Acromas community. So welcome. Hey. You're welcome. welcome anytime <laughs> you want. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you again for joining us on the Acromas podcast on this Sunday. If you are listening, it means that you are probably listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or maybe even Spotify. We want to thank you once again for doing that. Um, if you are watching, it can only mean one thing, and that means that you are watching on YouTube. And just in case you forgot how to spell our names out on YouTube, because Acromus is a pretty funky name, I'm going to help you out once again for the 89th time straight. A-C-H-R-O-M-O-U-S. If you are watching our beautiful smiling faces on YouTube and you need to do three things and you need to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So the next time you hop on YouTube, you will see B. Monet in all of her glory on episode 89. And most <laughs> of all, we'll see... It is free to do so. Unbelievable. Do that free of charge. There's not many things nowadays that you can say that about, but this is one of them. So take advantage of it. Be sure to like it, subscribe, turn on that notification bell. And if you really enjoyed this episode and the content that we drop, all these gems that just seem to fall effortlessly out of our pockets, please be <laughs> sure to share it. Each one to each one. This is a perfect episode, a great example of that. So don't let us down. Please do those things as I continue to say the word free that Jace seems to struggle with each and every Never week. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Never <laughs> saying that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> until next Sunday, enjoy the rest of your week. Remember that you are all you got. So get out there, get after it, keep growing. Until next week, it is your boy, Jage Gibbons. And we'll see. Jace. <laughs> <Peace. laughs>